0: Black like to the garden. Yeah. Sprung brown on the mound. Now, mind your herbs like you mind your business. Black like to the garden like it's even, Can I get a witness? Growing hard, and now we eatin' eating. Got that health and fitness. Health is wealth worth the land producing natural riches Urban gardens in my hood with spaces limited Had game from ancestors, now we flippin' near Irregardless of our set sides and differences We all eat and hunger is our common nemesis So we drilling on the ops with vegetable crops Raised beds and container gardens on rooftops North facing illuminated by sun rays We eatin' good like Granny's house on Sundays In the field with big steel, never tap out the Mama's market popping like a trap house. I'm on the path to liberation, get the maps out. Ain't no business like grow business, we cash out.
1: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Your Herbs podcast. I'm your host, Tim. With me, as always, is the infamous Big Steel, the Urban Gardener, and our lovely Erica McRae. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. I'm doing well. Doing all good. That's good news. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. Kendrick Ransom from Golden Organic Farms. Blessing us today. How you doing today, Mr. Kendrick? All is well. All is well. Thanks, everyone, for having me. Hey, that's beautiful. So talk to us. Tell us, how, how's everything going down in North Carolina?
2: Everything's going good, man. Going good. Uh, second date in December. Ready for the fall to kick in. Um I mean, I'm sorry. Ready for the winter to to finally kick in, so we can get some rest here. Uh, it's been a it's been a long year, man. It's been a long year, but we're um, definitely blessed to be here. Uh, to conversate with you all, looking forward to to talking more.
3: good
1: news? How, how
2: did you like? How did you get into to farming? Like, what's your background and everything? Yeah, so um, my background, real quick, is uh, pretty much I started with breeding American bullies for emotional support and therapy. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty, uh, weird journey. You know, when I say weird, um, more so just different, you know, everything is, is weird about all of us, honestly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I started off breeding American bullies uh, of emotional support and therapeutic services. Um, then I was just spending way too much money on, you know, dog food, um, I had my dogs on a all-natural, raw diet. Um, so I was feeding them a lot of chickens that I was buying from the grocery store, uh, leg quarters, chicken gizzards, uh, chicken feet, you know, things of that nature. So I was just constantly thinking and, and brainstorming like I always do. And I was like, man, how can I cut back on my food expense? Um, so then I just started using chickens. I had bought a few chickens, and I just started raising them. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I was – Harvesting my chickens for my dogs, and um, and then I got into composting and uh, the scrap scrap um, vegetables from my kitchen. So and then I was just became totally fascinated by the ecosystem and uh, mother mother nature. And then shortly after that, I was in contact with some family and um, got connected to my my cousin. We had we got over a hundred acres of family land. Wow. Yeah. So it was just it's all surreal of how the connections was being made. Um I've been farming ever since then. So that was about 5 years ago.
3: Wow. That's, that man that is dope, man. And
2: 100 acres. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got we got two family farms. Um one of them is 46 acres and the other one is uh, 50 acres. And I got a, um I got a few other um, properties as well. So we uh definitely blessed, man. Definitely blessed. That is amazing,
3: 100 acres.
2: What, what, what crops do you have, uh, um, do you grow? Uh, so I grow, I grow a wide variety of crops. We, um, we mainly uh, surplus our CSA program. I have a CSA program where we do uh, community-supported agriculture boxes uh, where we just grow a, a large variety and we put them in a box. So that way a lot of our produce don't go to waste and we can grow a wide, wide variety. So we grow anywhere, anything from potatoes, uh, to oak, uh, cabbage, collards, uh, mustard salad, turnips, gouache, cucumbers, tomatoes, watermelons, cantaloupes, what else? You know, it's so much, so many different varieties, but we we got a large list um, that we do. we also raise uh, livestock as well. We have chickens and pigs uh, and also honeybees.
3: You got a full, you got a full, full farm there. Ain't no play, play farmer like me. I'm going you. Call me a little play, play farm. I got my little, my little collars
0: and stuff over here. You got the whole, the whole setup.
2: Yeah, a, you even got beat, man. It's um, that's it's a difference between gardeners and farmers. You know, so, you know everybody has a, a a very important role. You know that that we play. Um, we're in the rural part of the county, so of course we have more land to play with than those. That lives in the urban area, so we like to utilize as much as we can. Uh, pretty cool. What what made you decide to go ahead and
1: uh, and adapt to getting bees um, and having bees on your farm?
2: Well, bees is one of the most important parts of our ecosystem, uh, <laughs> especially with growing watermelons and cucumbers and things of that nature. We want it we wanted our bees to help us with pollination our pollination rate so we can make sure all of our plants get pollinated and also just the uh, the beauty of the honey you know the honey is beneficial in so many ways and and we wanted to definitely just learn more about that um this is my second year as being a beekeeper um yeah. i had I, I started with six hives this year i ended with three um Some of them swarmed on me. Uh, I was just so busy. I couldn't even catch a lot of my swarms. So Mm -hmm. it it was just a great experience, you know, and it's all in the farming aspect. So we wanted to be able to tap into a little bit of everything and and, um, have some experience in in the different different departments here.
3: Right. Wow. Yeah, so I mean I'm scared of bees, man. I, I want to get into to the bee farming thing too. I'm I'm so scared of them, man. Like I don't I don't want to get jumped yeah. on.
2: <laughs> yeah, and definitely the breed the breeze matter um about the Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's also the frequency of your bodies mm-hmm. as well, so you know, it's all about where you are and, and your energy mm-hmm. and, and how comfortable you are in nature. Um so the bees, they definitely pick up on a lot of that. And so do just a lot of animals in general, and then they do have to, well, <laughs> so you can definitely protect yourself as you grow to learn. Wow, that's amazing.
1: What, um, you said you've been doing uh, beekeeping for two years, like what, um, what would you say was the biggest challenge and biggest hurdle uh, with like getting involved in beekeeping and so forth?
2: Um, so the biggest biggest challenge in beekeeping to me, I would say is um, just tracking your bees. You you gotta know how to track them. Uh, pay attention to them. Inspections, you know, you gotta put a lot of put a lot of time into uh, inspecting your hives and things of that nature. So uh, a lot of people just don't have the capacity to, you know, they have to run their full operations and then have bees as the same because they will swarm on you quick, you know, or you might have some some mites in there that you got to treat um and knowing when to harvest your honey and when to not harvest it you know so it's been some of the some of the challenges that i face um a lot of a lot of beekeepers that i work with um they harvest their honey too soon sometimes or they just harvest all of their honey and then yeah and then in the wintertime they're left feeding their bees sugar water and things of that nature so um I just try to be more and more as much as organic as I can. I don't like to to feed them anything unnatural. So we, we just been taking it easy.
4: So do you plant like certain flowers to aid them out of season or ones that bloom at different times intermittently in the season?
2: Yeah. So we, um, we plant, we do a lot of uh, flowers um, early on in the year as well, so we can get get them flying out a little early and also in the late fall we plant uh different varieties of flowers. Um we do sunflowers in the in the summertime and uh late in uh fall we do a lot of zinnias um yeah and other um just pretty flowers. Uh marigolds is really good for them. And they also just really enjoy the garden. So um yeah. other flowers from our plants in our garden, they love those as well. So Okay,
4: and what has been the biggest contribution to change in your garden since you or your your farm since you went to beekeeping? Have you noticed a a substantial
2: more of setting the fruit or anything? Um, so we we've just noticed the yields. The yields have um grown since last year. We've had more we've had more produce than last year. Um, so I have seen more more bees in our actual garden this year. See them work and the actually benefit from what we're planning um, has been has been fulfilling. They stay in our flower bed, so
1: yeah, yes. and
2: and just introducing them to the community. My kids are uh, they really want to be more. Than them. They were pretty frightful in the beginning, but you know they're definitely becoming. That's amazing. <laughs> What, like, how, how does, like,
3: CSA work? That's something I'm looking at getting into also. Like, how do you – how does that work for you?
2: Yeah, so, man, honestly, the CSA is the jam, bro. That's – Yeah. That's what I recommend out of every beginning farmer, man. Um, so, what it is is it's, it's an upfront subscription. Um, it's the way your community is pretty much investing into the farmer, you know, mm. and the farmer is being paid upfront. Um so a lot of our subscriptions go out up front. We do um, our subscriptions are around 300 bucks for a 12-week, 12-week subscription. So we get that payment up front. We either do the full payment or we'll do half payment you know, if we uh, need to work with someone. Um, but that that full payment will cover our seeds, you know, it'll cover a lot of the fertilizer, uh, cover some of the labor that goes into it as well. Um, so pretty much it just gives the the farmer, the confidence, you know, he, he already has that confidence that oh, my crops are already sold, you know? So they know that their crops are already sold. So that, you know, just um, eliminates a lot of, a lot of, a lot of worries, you know, we ain't got to worry about where our markets, um, our market is because our community has already invested in us. So it's, um it's definitely helped us grow a lot. Um, instead of putting all the stress on the farmer, you know, I, I, I guess first, having the community really uh, support us in this kind of way, um, it, it, it's a lot of leverage, man. And, um, and yeah, I recommended it to all to all farmers, and it's a collective, honestly. Yeah. It's a collective of farmers where we have farmers in our area. Say, might have, I might have one week, another farmer might have, but so a So, real. Swap out corn for squash and vice versa, and we'll fill up in the CSA boxes. All the farmers get paid, and the community has the freshest uh, organic produce that they can get.
4: Wow. And they don't have
2: to travel far from it. You know, it's right here in their community.
4: So you're part of a co-op CSA?
2: Um, Well, I I started my own CSA. Mm -hmm. I I just support other farmers. Gotcha. If I don't have enough or if I want to add a different variety that I'm not growing, I'll just buy it from another farmer, and I'll support them in that way. And ultimately, that supports uh, the CSA program.
4: That's dope. Yeah, that's
2: really dope, man. Like, I love what you're doing. I really oh. love what you're doing. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's all about, you know, being creative, you know, and the uh, CSA program is nothing new. Uh, right. our, our ancestors, um, they started it yeah. a time ago. Um, what's the brother' name? Uh, I think his last name is Watley.
3: Yeah, I think uh, that's what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, my man. Um, I can I can send you the name if you need it. I, I'm so bad with names, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they work. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's just you know a lot of the things that farmers are trying to do now is is nothing new, you know. So there's no need to reinvent the wheel. That's all. Yeah. So we just tap into our ancestors, tap into the history that they that they've already created man and let's make it easier on ourselves correct
3: yeah. well, do, you, do you see like the the reemergence of of like black people really getting back into you know growing their own stuff and you know uh the land getting back to uh what our ancestors did yeah
2: man i think it's i think it's I think it's going to be even bigger. You know, I think it's going to be even bigger than what our ancestors did, you know, not taking away from any of them. Um, just this younger generation. Um, well, I'm 20,
3: I'm 28. I'll be 29. And wow. you
2: your twenties. I thought you was in your 30. Wow. Kid. I keep, I'll, I'll claim that forever. <laughs> mm. But, um, yeah, I just think this younger generation, man, I think we're they're definitely on a mission, uh, as th- far as like the millennials. Um, what's the group called after the millennials? Um,
4: centennials. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. Your yeah.
4: Gen Z centennials, yeah.
2: Right, right. So they got a little bit more attitude, you know, a lot of attitude They are the ones that's gonna tear some tear some stuff up. <laughs> but and they they mean it, you know what I'm saying? And all of uh and the, our generations are nothing but ancestors of you know, the Black Panther uh, generation and those of that nature, those mm-hmm. ones that was really in that era of history that um, shed a lot of blood for us, you know what I'm saying? A lot of their, their bloodlines is, you know, I don't know if y'all believe in like reincarnation and the energies. Of, Me I, too, I believe I, in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we coming back with on the same missions, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely. To get our land back. So I, I'm seeing a lot of the wanting to control more of where their food is from. Uh even with this vegan this vegan um lifestyle yeah. circulating, you know. Everybody just wants to eat here, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say everybody, but you know, a lot of us just wants to so where we're eating from and what we are eating. So
4: definitely.
2: Yeah, I can definitely see, you know, where we're gonna we're gonna finally come back together and we're gonna be on the land. Everything's gonna be on the land. We're gonna be eating from the land. And we're going to have to protect our land, too, you know. So that's some things that we got to stay mindful of.
4: You know, when you say that um, the Centennials, your Gen Z and all are going to, I really believe that. They say that the Centennials are the best of the boomers and the millennials Mm mixed. And then that generation after them, that's extra feisty, um, those alphas, just the name of their generation is (laughs) eye-opening. I really see them doing that. And and so I feel like we've broken some generational curses. And so as we keep doing this, it's going to lay the, the 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 layout out for
2: them to keep it going. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially just getting back to the land, you know, it's just that source. In so much of our DNA, you know, that's it's it's activating so much of our in our bodies and our spirits that we aren't even aware of. Definitely. You know? And so the more we get back to the land, the more. That we're going to break away from these spells, you know, because like I said the energy that's in the land, you know, is it's going to activate your DNA, you know. It is. Yeah. You know, it's going to bring that out of you whether you whether you realize it or not. So I'm 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 excited, man. I'm always excited about agriculture. Um we we push the narrative of, you know, the next generation of of black agriculture because like a lot of our like I'm a fourth-generational farmer, but I'm kind of like a first-returning uh, generational farmer. My grandparents mm. are on, but my parents didn't farm. So I'm kind of like that, that generation that's returning back to the land. Mm. And, um, It's just so much power into it, so I can see where we're all just going to connect and just keep going up with it. Wow.
3: Correct. Right. I gotta say, man, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed, man. Like, I'm like, I just, like I said, I I love what you're doing, bro. Like, and like, we got to get more people, you know, back into us, especially our own people. That'd be my big message trying to unify the melanated people. We, We have to unify. Like that's the only way we can beat the power. If we unify and take
2: our power back. Yeah. You know yeah. they,
3: they'll listen to what we got
2: to say then you know yeah. and controlling that narrative man so that's what I'm saying like y'all creating this podcast is a, a big important piece to it you know uh, of, of spreading that awareness because we look at all our history books we look at all these garden books all these garden YouTube channels, bro. Who, who do you see? That part. Yes. You yes. See us.
4: Up until the pandemic, I couldn't find y'all. I searched all kinds of keywords on YouTube and the likes, and it was very limited.
2: Right. Yeah. So it's It's, white- <laughs> man. it's whitewashed. Everybody thinks yeah. farmers are white. Yeah, <laughs> that's so and true. That is or so the, true. Or the, or the, or the style farmers, you know what I'm saying? Wearing overalls and all dirty and dusty. Like this is the disconnect that that we um, that these white folks have put onto agriculture. So, yeah, and then yeah, we see, we look at all our kids and then wanting to be stylish, you know, want to wear golds and fronts and big chains and all this. They don't, they don't want to be connected to nothing dealing with dirt or you know what I'm saying. And that's the disconnect. So that's why you know I try to stay cool with it. You know, I I I, I just remain myself. Um, you know, have 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 a style that come with it. You know, that way you can show the kids, and the kids can see themselves. Like, oh man, he cool. He look cool. I look. Yeah, I, I don't look like that. You know what I'm saying? I still wear my Jordans, Adidas pants. You know, whatever it is, and I'm farming that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. So that's just really just reshaping that narrative and and letting them see like, hey man, it ain't what they what they told you it was. It, Definitely, it because in
4: Texas we ride horses with jays on. And <laughs> you, I wish you would say something.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> we started all of it, you know we we put the culture in all of this stuff, man. And now, and now all you see is white faces on stuff, man. It just really, it really pisses me off. And you know, just going back into the the statistics of you know black farmers only representing under two percent. You know the black. Yeah nightmare you know because i do a lot of conferences um keynote speaking and things of that nature in the agriculture arena and like literally <laughs> it'll be a hundred folks in the room and two of them will be black
3: <laughs>
4: yeah
2: yeah that's
3: crazy to me right. like, they gotta change yeah. Yeah. like
4: i i used to work extension and so i would go in places and we would be having just group your ag agents your 4-h and so on and so forth and they would look at me and say oh secretaries are meeting down the hallway i'm not a secretary Wow. wait what
2: <laughs> it's crazy
4: that's crazy to me
2: <laughs> they put it so slick at the mouth you know like i've um i deal with a lot of racism in it but they know i ain't scared of them so they, they keep it they keep it minimum but you know as a leader here in the area i i'd be having to say a lot of stuff to them because a lot of the young farmers that i work with they don't really have that they don't have that backbone that I got. Yeah. So, mm. Once they do enter these spaces that's dominated by our white supremacists, like they be in fear. You know what I'm saying? So we have to dismantle, you know, all of these systems, these structures that they got in place. So the kids that's coming up are, are more comfortable um, with what they need to do or what they need to achieve. Yeah, definitely. Because,
3: yeah, because they ain't no, you know, there's no use to having fear no more. Because like. The, the revolution is gonna be televised. Oh, yeah. you know, it's cameras everywhere now, you know I, you know, we can't we can't be scared no more. I know I ain't scared. You know <laughs> I'd right. be ready to leave a, leave a revolution right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you are leading one. When you when you growing your own food, that is the biggest revolution that they can see. You know, that's it yeah. that's the ultimate way of telling them like I don't need you. You know that I'm part. Saying? We don't, because we don't, we don't and, do them at all. They they are in the way.
4: <laughs> that yeah. part, and you know, and when you break down and realize that we've lost ten billion dollars worth of land, farmland, black people, mm-hmm. and then you see things like the USDA who have gotten several class action lawsuits and been found guilty and not corrected it, and then you see that Congress tried to do something recently and they had another tangent. It's, it's like why, why are you worried about me controlling my own food or having a level playing yeah. field? That's we
3: so have cool. to, go ahead yeah. no, go, go
4: ahead. We have to break down though and and stop these kids. say certain rhetoric we say is very powerful. like money don't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. After I started growing, I realized that is the biggest That's alive a
3: bunch of ever.
4: <laughs> Bill Gates in Washington is founding and covering all the potatoes for McDonald's. We all know how many french fries we eat. Wow. Uh, that's eye-opening money does grow on trees Exactly. <laughs> medicine come from that trees you know yes. all this stuff we see in florida well they'll come and chop down your own trees if it's a hindrance to the the um the orange or the citrus industry or they found a disease within so many miles of it Wow, uh, it's eye-opening money does grow on trees it definitely
2: does and it's um it's a billion dollar industry here. It was over a billion dollar industry here in North Carolina. Yeah. So you really you think about the you know the financial and economic gaps that we're facing is because we're not into the agriculture industry.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that, mm-hmm.
2: and the, you know the agriculture industry feeds all of the other industries. You know you think about um, crime rates. You think about you know imprisonment. Um, you know things of that nature. Mental health. Uh, Our yeah. health. Yeah. All of this is impacted by, you know, us being on the land. And if we're not on the land, then we can't really say too much, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. So everybody.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And and how
4: some of our crops have been appropriated. Like, back in the day, kale was not looked at the same way. You go to a store now and see how much kale costs. It's it's like, wow. It's changed so much.
2: It's marketing. All marketing, you know going back into um just the language around organic yeah you know know, vegan marketing they just creating these different terms to make it seem like it's something different (laughs) that is not just so they can benefit monetarily you know and it's just it's sad you know because this is just other ways that they're segregating our farmers you know because yeah so many farmers wants to be organic, but they can't afford it, or you know, nature and vice versa. And it's just easier to buy synthetic fertilizers and uh, pesticides. So this is this is so much that they're controlling when they when they have these systems up. So we got just got to break these systems as much as we can, or get inside of the system, get a seat at the table, and then yeah. destroy the table. <laughs>
4: destroy the table yeah,
2: build your strong. own build your yeah. own you know folks yes. they get to the table and then they start doing what the other folks is doing at the table they start I'm assimilating i'm like yo like that's why i just i just stay real regardless of where i'm at because i know my mission you know what i'm saying i know i'm here to to dismantle this stuff because it's it's causing more harm than anything yeah and then at the end of the day like the order of nature, you know what I'm saying. People don't really talk about the order, the order of Mother Nature. Like she's cleansing, you know. Like yes, the sun is more closer to the earth you know, than the sun. The, um, the sun. yeah. So the sun is gonna clear a lot of a lot of evil out. You know, you look at Bill Gates trying to block out the sun. You got to ask yourself, why is this man trying to block out the sun? <laughs> you know, It's you crazy, man. like the sun is gonna eat them up. Yeah. And they, and it already is. So it's just like, it's just the order of nature we got to go with. It's, you know, it's either nature versus evil. I talk about that a lot, you know. Anything that's evil. So a lot of the things that we praise or we, we glorify and things of that nature, like we're just wasting a lot of energy. So the more I see people getting back to the land, you know, that just shows me that, you know, there's hope and, and, you know, that the the earth is getting back in on, on the original alignment.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's so true, man. man that is so true.
2: But we do yeah. what we do, man. We do what we do. Try to, you know, just spread the word, spread the gospel, letting them know, like, we just want to be, you know, like an incubator here and um for the younger black farmers in our area. Um, we do a lot of uh, tool sharing programs. Um, We have a mobile refrigerator unit where we're working with uh, local farmers. Uh, A lot of farmers don't have refrigeration and things of that nature, or they don't have uh, transportation to get their product to the market. So, you know, we're just implementing different things that we see. Uh, A lot of the stuff that I have already had issues with, you know, that's my main thing of creating programs that will help other farmers bypass a lot of these obstacles. Now You know, it's just... Keep building, man, and, and keep learning, and keep existing. You know, it's just only gonna get better. Definitely, definitely. And
4: and, yeah. and and that's so powerful. And returning to the soil or nature cleansing is important. And us not forcing and things of that nature is so important because you know when they found the cure for AIDS or that could curb it in the nineties, they went back and it was cleared out. Like you know, those things matter, and so when we return to the soil, it helps. And um, realizing somewhere in the '60s with integration that we lost a lot of time. yes,
3: we lost a lot. That that I think integration is the worst thing that ever happened to us. That's the worst thing.
4: And, and, yes, and noticing other cultures don't integrate in the way that we did because I mean, there's parts of Atlanta I can pull up, and all the signs are still Spanish.
2: Mm. Wow, and that's. And you know, I grew up thinking like that was racism, you know what I'm saying, like integration. I grew up dating a lot of white women, um yeah, you know what I'm saying and 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 I used to experience a lot of racism with their fathers, you know, pretty much like, oh, we don't want you know mixing of our you know our bloodlines and things of that nature. you know it's it's honestly that's the nature of of the earth, you know what I'm saying is yeah, you know, not to mix that seed, you know, once we. Once the first time we mixed the seed with him is when the spells calls. You know, what I'm saying that's when the spells was activated. We was okay. never, you know, that's and that's why we're going through a lot of stuff that we're going through.
1: Right. That's just
2: like you know,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if y'all like really spiritual. Um, I'm just a little spiritual, <laughs> I'm not real spiritual, but you know, I I I really believe in um. Just the energy, you know. Just the energy of, of us, you know, non-ether beings being, you know, black folks and those that are, are lower vibrational beings. Um, and it's just that's the reason why we go through so much stuff is because they want to annihilate us. They want to, they want to try to get rid of us. But they definitely. It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know, it's impossible to really get rid of us. And just tapping into it and knowing, like. You, you get that soil into your fingertips and your DNA, like, you're, that's healing.
3: That's a lot yeah. of healing. It, it's, it, that, I'm glad you
2: said that, man. Oh, my God. That's so true. And that's the healing that we need. You know, I, I grew up in the streets, man. I done my share of uh, illegal activities. You know what I'm saying? But once I hit that land, like, boom, you're just a whole another person. Yeah. You, you vibrate on higher, much higher frequencies. And knowing, like, when you're when when we walk around in our gardens barefooted like that's that's lifting us up you know that's lifting the vibrations of our bodies yeah um by different frequencies and and it hurts so it's like not knowing that that's what keeps us down and you know unfortunately some people just uh they're more comfortable with not knowing so this is true yeah and and mother earth is gonna they're gonna cleanse them as well so not only are you know white people are gonna be dying uh, a lot and you know what I'm saying over the next years or so but you know black people that think like them will be dying as well right? yes yes,
3: so like, yes. It's, it's, the,
2: it's only energy you know we say black and white but you know it's it's the amount of energy that your body hold and you know what you do with that energy is is really determines you know like your true character uh, that's-, that's how I feel anyway
4: especially during <laughs> strife how you move even in the struggle Says more about you than how you move when everything is hunky dory. Right.
3: Yes. This is powerful. You can stuff, tell yeah. who I
4: grew up with based on that hunky dory. Like I feel like <laughs> <out> sometimes. Like-
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, we just, we just gotta stay patient, man. We just gotta stay patient. I tell everybody, man, just stay patient. And 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 you know, nature is going. She's gonna. She's gonna get us right. You know, she's gonna set us straight every time, man. So, I keep. I've been putting more house plants in my house. I got more, more <laughs> plants everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this is what's going to clean us up, you know, cleaning up the the um the radiations from the microwave. I don't even use my microwave no more.
3: That part, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting to that point myself <laughs> where I'm like laying off the
2: microwave. So much. <laughs> it's my second week, bro. Like no microwave at all. So. It's just the small wins, you know what I'm saying? The small wins that we need to really continue to to wake us up, you know, because we all are under a spell. You know, you look at social media and things of that nature, that's anything that can control our attention for Mm -hmm. a time. You know, I saw a post that said, um, what did it say? If you can't fast from it, then you're addicted to it. or or Mm. Something along that line. And that just... No, no, no. It says, if you can't fast from it, then it controls you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. But, I do so social
4: true. media cleanses consistently, and I've been complaining. I've even said it to Malcolm, like, I gotta step away. But now that my business is on here, it's like, I just need to build a decent following where I can still do what I need to and not be on social media. hmm Yeah. Or you you gotta hire... be cleansed
2: from it, definitely. You higher self, It's from about my mind. Um, 'Cause I, I definitely get tied into a lot of social media. I try not to, but, you know, it happens sometimes. Especially running businesses, you know, that's a, a good way to market your own business and stuff. That, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Sorry to, you know, turn this all into like some spiritual well, You, you problem. cool, but, oh, man. Uh, you it's cool hard. Like, yeah. I can farm or deal with the earth and you know, not be spiritual. You know, I, I went to um I do a lot of seminars I went to princeton princeton uh University for like two years and um this was just one thing that I really took away with it because i don't I'm not a religious person at all so I was like, why are they inviting me here <laughs> you know but then when I got there, you know just based off the conversation that they had like it's really impossible to be a, a, a farmer or a grower and not have any spiritual connection to the land or the food you know? solid
4: solid segment.
2: Yeah, because it's just it's just so much energy, you know. um, A lot of people that's you know vegan or vegetarian they don't eat meat because they think like just because the animal is living that's their their biggest rebuttal. But I'm like, you eat all these plants. Plants are alive too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know that's so saying? true. So definitely gotta we just gotta know why we're doing what we're doing.
4: Yeah, know? and there's a checks and balances in it all. Like yeah,
2: yeah, moderations definitely but i um i stopped eating meat this year uh february was my last month eating meat i haven't eaten meat since february wow
4: don't try to go back because my <laughs> friends have tried have gotten horribly sick
3: <laughs> yeah um, i i, I feel like i'm i'm i i, I was a, a vegetarian for three years but I, I relapsed and i'm trying to go back <laughs> yeah i'm trying to go back now and um you know, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm working back. I've gotten rid of the stuff. Every now and then, I eat a little chicken, but you know, my the, if I eat meat, it's it's fish. But <laughs> I, you know, am working my way trying to go back to that yeah. vegetarian lifestyle. But you know, it's hard. But when I was doing it, I felt so great and I had so much energy.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it be because uh, it's the energy. You know, a lot of the um the food that we eat from McDonald's and things of that nature, those farmers raise those animals in the worst conditions, man. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you think about that energy transfer, you know, you think about all the depression from that pig, the trauma from that pig, the anger. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then that transfers into the consumer.
3: Mm. That so we
2: eatin- I never looked at <laughs> it like that. <laughs> <laughs> we eating all these burgers and chicken sandwiches and stuff, and we wonder why we can't look at as a black man, we can't look at another black man without, you know, feeling some type of way. That's because it's all in these chemicals, it's all in these hormones that's that's not ours, that's not nature, you know what I'm saying, that's not organic. So until we control our food, they are gonna always have that have that noose around us, you know what I'm saying? Like and um like the autobiography of Malcolm X is what really sparked me to uh to get back to the land, because you know, you think about the systematic uh, racism that his family went through, man, they they tore his family apart, bro, you know what I'm saying? Had his mom and, um, you know, housing authorities and things of that nature, like, you know, and th- those requirements is that man can't be in a household in order for that woman to be able to live in a certain neighborhood, you know? So we think about these structures as keeping a black family apart, you know, and then we think about food stamps. We're thinking about all of, all of these different programs as really in place to to keep the family apart, you know, the Black family apart.
4: Yeah, and they changed all that because back in the day food stamps was just a surplus of the U.S. foods grown, especially at certain times of war or following wars. Like It's eye-opening to see how that has evolved to the other side mm-hmm. because originally it was surplus and healthy foods only.
2: Yeah, it was healthy foods. Now we get in now they be getting molded food in the boxes. They got meats in the boxes. They got, man, they got so many different bull crap in there. I'm like, how can y'all put this back in the community? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this doing? Like, this is causing more harm to our community than anything. That's so true, man.
4: Definitely. And yeah. how many in the community aren't aware? Because, like, I posted this week a video about, like, rice weevils and flour and pantry pests, And so many people were shocked. But then to hear in this last year how many people have never seen it in their 30s and all have experienced it because of the shipping and the delays and all this mm-hmm. extra stuff. And they're like, wait, the FDA says this is okay. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Of course they will.
4: Of course.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, well, cool. well he's yeah. spreading that knowledge, man. He's spreading the knowledge around it, experiences and perspectives, really. Yeah, it's
3: you know, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that you came on, man. I'm, you know, I'm really thankful, man. You know, we gotta get ready to wrap it up, though. Uh, I don't want to take up all your time. You gotta do the strand of the day. The strand of the day <laughs> is a uh, Clementine. It's a sativa dominant hybrid for a waking bake session to get you up and moving and focused. It's cross of lemon Skunk and Tangy brings a loud orange skunk flavor and a small grape it's mm, So nice little strand there. Uh, also we got um, the well, I don't I didn't uh, really pick a herb of the day but the 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 underrated superfood I picked is uh celery hmm. uh, celery Helps with acid reflex. It helps fight auto auto. I'm sorry, autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. It helps restore adrenal glands and it cleanses your liver. Yeah. Totally.
2: Uh, yeah. Love minute yeah. juice. Love celery juice. Yeah.
4: Celery uh, juice I- is amazing. <laughs> Don't taste great, but
3: ooh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's you it's feel a, it yeah.
4: immediately. It's
3: amazing. <laughs> I want to thank you again. Uh Mr. Kendrick for coming on and giving us your time. And uh, Tim had an emergency. He had to leave out. And um, thank you, Erica. And, um, you know, I look forward to doing another podcast with you also, um, Mr. Kendrick. Yes, sir. Just let me know, brother. We can get it down. Definitely.
4: And Kendrick, I'm going to send you a text because I'm trying to start um, a a CSA for the food deserts in Central Georgia. Oh, perfect. Let me know. I I know some farmers... That's lit. Awesome. Thank you. Alright, thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you. Team,
4: Y'all take care. All
0: right. All right. Got my hands in this rich black soil. Breaking ground for a kingdom that's royal. We footful and multiply that's word I'm In the garden, just mindin' my herbs. Hell the scent that we breathe for we sow. planting heirloom seeds, rot and grow. Love talking, taking action like herbs. Be the family, hope you mind your hurt Uh-huh